Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Arts 96 FM and C103. The Arts House. I suppose a great way of describing something that's a great work of art is that when you look at it, you recognise something in it straight away. Well, the very first second I looked at this week's Work of the Week, I recognised something that I had actually seen before, or something quite like it, but I couldn't explain why, other than the fact that I'm sure, if my memory serves me correctly, that I'd actually spent the night in the company of this week's Work of the Week, or something that looks like it. So to find out more about this mystery... I had a chat with Assistant Curator Michael Waldron from the Crawford Art Gallery. Michael, this week you're going to help me solve a mystery of a visit I made to Dublin many, many years ago in the company of a group of actors where one night we were staying in a gallery of all places and it was in one of the suburbs of Dublin City. It was on the edge of the city. I, I can't remember the street, but I remember it was near enough to the city centre anyway. And I remember being greeted by this lovely woman and being told that there was a bunk bed upstairs and that I was sleeping in the gallery. All I know is, when I looked at this week's work of the week, I recognised it straight away. I recognised it as one of a series of portrait heads that Louis Labrocchi became internationally famous for. And I had no idea that the Crawford Art Gallery actually has one. You've got a Louis Labrocchi. Well, we actually have about five. <laughs> <laughs> but we're only showing one today. <laughs> so the head, I don't know who I was looking at. All I know is it was probably the 80s or the 90s, but whatever it was. And possibly the person that we met was a friend of one of the cast members. I think when I recognised the name Anne Madden, I think that was the connection because she was Louis Labrocchi's wife. Yes, indeed. So Anne Madden and, and Louis Labrocchi were, I suppose, that pair that would would show up at exhibition openings of their own art or, or other people. So they were very much known to to be a unit. And Anne Madden, of course, is, is still going strong and yeah. she's still with us. Now, it was a studio where I was staying in and that quite possibly one of Louis Labrocchi's paintings would have been hanging on an easel. Because I do remember this eerie, ghostly figure looking at me while I was trying to get to sleep one night many years ago and that's it's a, it's a ghostly memory is all I have I don't know why I was there and every time I saw a Louis Labrocchi painting I said I've seen one of those before because it kind of didn't help me get to sleep one night <laughs> gosh no I can I can imagine <laughs> this being a little bit unsettling yeah. <laughs> as it peers down on you but I suppose Labrocchi was a Dublin artist and yeah. and 
And so he and Anne Madden either were represented by galleries in Dublin or yeah. perhaps it was a premises. I don't know. Yeah. This is a mystery. There you go. Anyway, it's just it's like one of those ghostly memories that you have. But that's the predominant feeling you get when you look at this. You've written very well about it this week. Very descriptive language altogether. Because you talk about, and you quote from Louis Lebrocki, you talk about how he goes about doing portraits of people. In fact, you use the phrase, he paints people from the inside out. It's always interesting to hear the voice of the artist in an audio or or written down. And we're always very lucky when an artist reflects on their work to to explain their intention. Louis Abraki himself considered this idea of really uncovering or discovering. So I think I'll use his own words. He's way more eloquent eloquent than me. In 1979, he said... When you are painting, you are trying to discover, to uncover, to reveal. I sometimes think of the activity of painting as a kind of archaeology, an archaeology of the spirit. So he, in this case, sort of digs with the paintbrush or the palette knife or whatever tool at his disposal and and that act of digging, it's not a physical digging, but it is a spiritual one. It's a one that is trying to get to the heart or the essence of something. And in this case, the heart or essence of a person and a friend of his. And it's Samuel Beckett is the person we're talking about. When you look at the image that stares at you, you certainly see it as something that's coming through the mists of time, coming through the past, it's something that is slowly burning its imagery on your subconscious, because that's the level we're looking at. It's it's almost, it's so suggestive. And all of the colours, there's an amazing palette of colours when you look at it. You don't notice it at first. Yes, because it's it's such a stark image. So let us conjure up the image for those listening. It's essentially a white canvas or it's like greyish white, yeah. it's almost a metre tall. So it's, it's, it's not an, uh, a small scale, yeah. but from the centre of it, as you say, it's almost like a veil is being lifted yeah. or, you know, there's this sense that something is coming through. Yeah. And right at the centre, there's a real kind of incredible detail of colours layered upon each other. They start to form a face. So the colours would be blue, little hints of red and brown, possibly purples, little hints of green. And these all come together to just describe the features of Samuel Beckett's very recognisable and very, I suppose, withered and lined face. Yeah, and his hair. He had that very recognisable hairstyle as well. Yes, so that you just get these strokes of kind of hair that is slightly swept back but it's almost as if we're in touch with another realm it's kind of spectral or ghost-like so as if we're in the seance and Samuel Beckett is coming back to speak with us beyond that veil so you can imagine how I felt that night I don't know whose portrait I was looking at because I can't really put a date on it you were talking about the late 70s when you were giving us those quotes earlier on all of these portrait heads that he did he obviously did them over a considerable period of time yes so it was a sort of a series that I don't know if he ever intended it to be a series that yeah. went on for so long 
course, they were popular and he kind of partially made his name on these works. But more than that, it seems like it was something that stayed with him. And he kept going back to rethink that idea and to puzzle it out further and push it, I suppose, to its limits. So in our collection, we have the series of heads. So one of Beckett, one of James Joyce, and two of W.B. Yeats. Excellent. Now, three of these date to 1994, including the one of Samuel Beckett. Right. But the earlier one, also of Yeats, dates to the 1970s. Ah, that's it. Yeah, that makes a bit of sense. Yeah, because I'm, I'm certainly no, I didn't actually start acting until sometime in the mid 80s. And maybe during that decade or so, we started to go on the road from Cork and bring shows to Dublin Theatre Festival and things like that. And because there wasn't a lot of money, we actually had to ask people to put us up in certain places. And it was friends of friends. And that's how it came about that I ended up, as I say, spending the night in the company of the ghost of some famous person. Which one? I don't know. It could have been Yeats. It certainly wasn't Beckett anyway, because that was done later. Whoever that was, I'll never forget that skull-like face just looking down on me from an easel as I tried to get to sleep one night. Now, anyone who looks at this, I suppose the predominant thing that catches your eye is that it's not like something that's decomposing. It's something that's recomposing right before your very eyes. That's it. It's it's sort of, while we might think of it as ghostly and spectral, it's not macabre and it's not sinister in in the kind of way of 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 us losing something mm. it's as as you say more like something is rematerializing coming into being i, I suppose i'll return to Louis brocky's words about two years before he painted this particular work he said that clearly it is not possible to paint the spirit you cannot paint consciousness you start with the knowledge we all have that the most significant human reality lies beneath material appearance. So in order to recognize this, to touch this as a painter, I try to paint the head image from the inside out. So as you mentioned already, it's as if he is constructing or reconstructing. So he's beginning with something inside his idea of Samuel Beckett, who was his friend, and then kind of constructing it outwards, layer upon layer upon layer, like we would have bone and muscle and and skin. Yeah. Isn't it extraordinary? We've had to use so many words and so many ideas and so many concepts over so many weeks to discuss so many works of art. And this is one that, as soon as you look at it, you just recognise it instantly. In fact, language in itself kind of fails when you are faced with portraiture like this. It's beyond words. It is what it is. And it's what made Louis Lebronchi what he was. It's the, it's the most unique form of portraiture I've ever seen. I congratulate Louis Lebrocchi for having done what he did. It was a minor miracle. I'm glad I spent the company one night in the ghostly presence of some famous person from the past. Finally, I have one question. Where would we find Mr. Beckett now in the in the Crawford Gallery? Whose company is he keeping? Oh, well, he's rubbing shoulders, although he has no shoulders in this painting. <laughs> he's rubbing shoulders with the best of them, really. You know, he would probably appreciate our loss of language and our loss of words. But he is rubbing shoulders with Nano Nagel and Father Matthew, 
Tonal Creedon, Paula Meehan, Lennox Robinson, <laughs> you name it, they're, they're all in there with him. Okay. So I'm sure they're having good chats. Yeah. I'd love to see a film version called The Night at the, the Crawford Gallery to see what kind of fun and crack these ghosts could get up to if they were let out for one night. In the meantime, don't let my imagination run away with itself. Let people see for themselves what a Louis LeBronchi portrait head looks like, particularly the one of Samuel Beckett, just by going to crawfordartgallery.ie online and go to Work of the Week. Again, Michael, thanks again for, uh, thanks for the chat. <laughs> Thanks as always. I love that series. I love that series that you do with Michael, but I also love that series um, of portraits from Lula Brocky. I was yep. going to say Samuel Beckett here because I'm looking at a whole <laughs> series of names in front of me. And the funny thing is, like, we're married since what? 2002? Yep. And yeah. <laughs> I'm still finding out stuff about you. I thought I knew everything. Anyway, anyway. Some listeners are finding out that we're actually married. <laughs> <laughs> Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.